This is Blurring the Lines with Adam Bell and Peter Nicolaitis, IT entrepreneurs. Adam and Peter take on the topics of technology, business, life, and the pursuit of happiness and blur them together in the 21st century. Hello, Peter. What's happening? Uh, we have sort of a problem here. Good afternoon, good morning, or good evening, and welcome to Blurring the Lines podcast, episode number 88. I am your host, Adam Bell, podcasting from the farm, and joining me as always is my co-host, Peter Nicolaitis. How you doing, Peter? Hanging in there, Adam. Yourself? <laughs> I'm doing well. It's, it's, uh, it's raining in Tennessee. kind of feels like England, but it's okay. Apparently, it's raining like the whole East Coast must be getting rain, and more than just the East Coast, because you're not on the East Coast. But um, <laughs> you know, my dad, I called my dad this morning, and he told me, oh, it's raining up here. And I talked to the folks at the hospital up in New Hampshire, and it's raining there, and it's raining here in Medford, Massachusetts. I feel a little bit badly for the Tesla technician who's outside working on my car right now. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, I, I did tell them when I filled out the questionnaire, uh, when they asked, will you be able to provide an indoor heated location like a garage for the tech to use? And I said, no. So yeah. hopefully that's not a requirement, but he's, he's standing out there right now looking a little bit confused. And uh, apparently he has this tarp that he can set up over the thing, you know, so like to provide a, a weatherproof um, uh, environment in which to work yeah and luckily, like an easy up yeah and and luckily uh it, despite the little bit of rain it is like 63 degrees right now up here which for us in december kind of warm yeah yeah well that's cool so if he oh i had a question about that but never mind <laughs> i'll take a picture and we can add it to the show notes cool <laughs> so what's new since well, our yeah i called that episode. i called that my our your your first world problem tesla repair it, it, it you know it uh doesn't get any truer than that <laughs> but it is awesome that they send the mechanic to you yes i mean that's something we talked about um actually i talked with a friend of the show scott wilsey after our last episode when we were talking about tesla and stuff and uh you know, I, my observation is that they, they really do make an effort. Um, but I think that their COO probably could be doing a little bit of a better job. I think operations-wise, they still need some work. Um, but, you know, they're, they're making an effort. They're like, hey, a lot of things, we don't need to send a valet now. We can just send one right out to your place. That's great. Um, this time around, the, the tech is here to do, I think we talked about on the show how, um, how I shattered the driver's um, uh, vanity mirror. Oh, no. No, I missed I that. I thought we talked about that. Okay. Well, it's, so I get confused. Sometimes I talk with Scott and I do another podcast and we talk about stuff over there. So maybe it was there. Um, but uh, yeah, it was um, a couple months ago. I was trying to clean under my uh, driver's side car seat because some stuff had fallen over. So I just moved the car seat all the way forward. And as it goes all the way forward and it, you know, uh, declines forward, it just keeps going and going and going. And then when it gets as far forward as it can, it starts to go up. And it did. And it pressed all the way up into the driver's side vanity mirror and shattered it. Huh. 
Okay. Yeah. So the last time I had a tech here, it was supposedly on the uh, work order, but uh, he didn't get that. But uh, since the last tech who was here did identify problems with the display in the middle, they um, sent that and they said, hey, can we add this to the work order? And they did. So I'm happy. You know, he's here doing the work right now. Let's, uh, let's hope that uh, everything goes smoothly. Nice. Well, and that, I know that inhibited you from putting on makeup while driving to work. Well, what's the point of having autopilot if you can't put on your makeup while driving to work? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so. Well, cool. So, you know, Christmas is around the corner. Next time we talk, Christmas will have uh, passed. You know, one of the things that we do as part of, part of our family tradition is we do um, uh, predictions. Do you have any uh, predictions of how your Christmas is going to go? <laughs> Uh, I predict it will be relatively quiet and low key. <laughs> I'm not, not, I'm not planning any large extravaganzas for this Christmas. <laughs> Our, ours should be normal. Um, so it, I mean, it won't be too big, but it won't be, uh, too bad. You know, it's not like, I mean, we'll probably have, we'll have friends over this weekend, but we'll probably have 12 people all you know all in i mean so that's not that's not a lot so 12 people is normal for you yeah i mean that's a that's okay. that's just the media a family okay no, i was just gonna ask like you know what do you consider normal so for me for me and my family 12 would be a lot <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay yeah well my my sister's got two kids and then i've got two kids you know that's that's eight right off the bat and then you add some grandparents and other grandparents and well, I guess we're closer to to uh, sixteen. Closer. Keep <laughs> on adding up like that. Sooner or later, you're talking some real numbers. So yeah, it's a it's a good time. We don't uh, uh, we don't kill each other, and we don't we don't fight. You know, very much. So it's not bad. <laughs> well, you know, it's better for for families like that if you're not killing each other. It tends to uh, that that tends to affect the population really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've, I, I, I mean, I think I saw uh, something recently where a family gathering, you know, that people got shot at the family gathering. Uh, it was during Thanksgiving. Oh, you know, yeah. it was just things got out of control. I'm like, how, how do you get to that point? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you get to that point with your family member? You know, so, but anyway, anyway. So we've got... Uh, I mean, I guess I, yeah, my, we'll have a good time for Christmas. Um, we won't get any snow. That's my prediction. We won't see any snow between, uh, now and Tuesday. But that, but that's, normal, you? Right? I mean, how much do you usually get when it comes to snow in Nashville, Tennessee? <laughs> well, when we do get it, yeah, well, it's, of course it's been too warm now, so it wouldn't stick anyway, but every once in a while we'll get a light dusting on Christmas. I mean, but it's, it's not even dangerous. So you just get it like for decoration then? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah. Kind of like spraying around that fake snow, you know, accents the, uh, the whole scene. Right. Right. <laughs> frosting, a little frosty glaze. Yeah. Yeah. We don't do that. Yeah. We don't do that. When we, uh, when, Vermont, when we get snow, it's snow, mister. <laughs> yeah the frosting phase is you know about a good 15 minutes it, it looks frosty and then and then it's done huh 
<laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so we should tell our listeners that we're recording with um, uh, with a different um, a different program today. So in case that there's a difference in audio, and I'm detecting just a little bit of a lag, um, it's not you, dear listener. It's us. Yeah, yeah. There is a lag. Uh, I I am. Um... I am coming via satellite from the moon right now. So, you know. So you're not a conspiracy theorist and you do believe that the moon landing was real. Ah, well, I didn't say that. I, I was being, the whole, the whole statement was facetious. <laughs> okay. Well, that's something I'm working on, not reading in too much to what people say and being clear exactly what they say. So I'd like to retract that last statement. oh so have you heard of the term sovereign citizen talking about conspiracy theorists i can't say that i have okay so in in general terms so i'm reading a book right now it's a fictional book and the the sovereign citizens are mentioned in the book and so a sovereign citizen believes that they are, they're born here in the United States. They are not actually U.S. citizens, that the U.S. government has made them into U.S. citizens and they choose not to be U.S. citizens. Okay, I have. The, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so the, you know, they kind of mention it in the book. And this one, this one character, you know, he, he says, he's trying not to offend him. He says, are, are you a, a sovereign citizen to, you know, and he's like, he's like, well, if nobody pays taxes on anything, who's going to pave the streets and, you know, everything else, God, <laughs> you know, and it's true. I mean, if you, if nobody ever pays taxes and there is no organized structure, what do you have woods i believe you have anarchy yeah well yeah even worse than woods just anarchy um and and i really don't want you know just the uh crazy guy in the cabin choosing whether i uh, get to live or die around him yeah i i'd say that uh, some form of government is probably better than none at all but hey you know this is my vote <laughs> yeah uh, uh, so anyway, anyway, so the, uh, we, we have, we have a topic today that, uh, you want to, do you want to break into that? Yeah. So I wanted to touch on this article. Um, I can't remember. I, I was listening to a podcast where I, where they talked about it. And, um, the reason is it, um, I mean, it hits kind of close to home for us professionally, but I've also had friends to which this applies directly. And essentially it's privacy or the lack thereof and employee monitoring at work. So there was an article, and we'll link to it in the show notes, which talked about how, uh, excuse me, Roger Ailes, the founder of Fox News, among other things, Uh, was monitoring his employees. And I immediately, as soon as I got that article, looked it over, I forwarded it to two of my friends, one of whom was a uh, a CPA, 
and another one went to engineering school and worked for various um, high-tech companies selling security solutions. Mm-hmm. Both of these people are people whom I initially, and then later, you know, no longer, thought would have known better than to be surfing the web and using a company computer and internet access for personal business. Yes. Yes. That was not the case. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, what, what really surprised me, I mean, what surprised them was the fact that they could be monitored and that the, you know, how much their employers could tell that they were doing. Uh, for example, one, you know, like would regularly surf Reddit at work. And, um, you know, another was like, you know, con- using his cell phone and com- con- uh, connected it up to corporate Wi-Fi and was doing all sorts of personal business. But from his perspective, I'm doing it on my cell phone so no one can see what I'm doing, right? Well, right. Wrong. <laughs> because just about everything you do on your computer these days and that includes your phones because your phones are just little portable computers that happen to be able to make phone calls uh everything you're doing happens over the internet or you know or connects to another network even games that you can play offline and stuff have a tendency to connect to other services over the internet So when you're playing with these things and fiddling around and stuff and you're connected to somebody's Wi-Fi, they can see everything you're doing. Okay. This is very similar to like the, the Edward Snowden revelations from five years ago about how the NSA can watch all the stuff that you're doing, except in most cases you have consciously, well, unconsciously, but you have given permission to your employers to do this. Because in most cases, this is covered under policies and agreements that employees sign before starting work. So, of course, nobody ever reads these things. So they get surprised when, you know, this happens and like, what, how How can they do this? So the, the article, and it's entitled Spy and Conquer, the new Roger Ailes documentary shows just how much employers can use technology to surveil their users. Now, I've deployed situ- you know, s- solutions like this, and I manage, manage some of these. You know, some of these are content filtering uh, solutions, firewalls, web filters, et cetera, uh, and email filters. And kind of by definition, if they're going to be filtering content, they need to be able to understand what the content is, right? You can't block somebody from going to a naughty website if you don't define naughty. So, you know, so, so this is the thing and it started out innocently enough because employers, employers and businesses want to protect their networks from people accessing, you know, malicious websites, for instance, sites that could serve malware or scams, but it's awfully convenient once you get a little bit of a taste of that power to start monitoring everything and then going a little bit deeper. Mm -hmm. Now, for this reason, um, you know, even when I'm uh, at, uh, if I'm at a client's website, if I do connect to their network, um, it's usually, you know, I I would go to a guest network and I would immediately fire up a VPN 
so that all traffic leaving my device goes back to my home or to my, you know, my company server and is encrypted. So that's one way to protect yourself. So that, that way all your employer can, you know, or whoever's mon- managing the, uh, the, the network there, all they can see is that you're doing something, right? But there are even ways that you can get around that because uh, often if you want to get access to internal resources at your employer's company, they will make you install a certificate on your personal device. So for example, uh, at the hospital, we use uh, a secure email program and to have that installed, just, you know, have it just running on your computer, you need to accept a certificate. And now certificates essentially are used for verification of your identity and the other end's identity, but they're also essentially an expression of trust. And if you accept a certificate from someone, you're essentially saying, you can sniff all the traffic coming to and from my device should you choose to do so. So a lot of people may not realize that they've given an employer more access to their device than they initially thought they did if they've accepted these certificates on behalf of the, you know, their, uh, their employers so that they could access employee, uh, uh, sorry, uh, employer resources. So it's something to be aware of. And uh, the article goes on and just, you know, talks about some downright creepy stuff. And this guy was kind of heavy handed, not exactly what I would call subtle, because like within hours of employees making disparaging remarks about him on Facebook, he called them and would say like, I hear you've been threatening me on Facebook. And stuff. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe not exactly the best way to go about it. But, you know, if you feel like you're pretty much above uh, uh, influence and can do whatever you want, sure, why not? So, you know, that was, that was my main, my main thing to do is, you know, like just today, raise a little bit of awareness. I mean, you and I sell solutions and deploy and manage these solutions that give employers the ability to do things like that, to spy on their employees. Um, But I always make sure that when I do so, the first thing I insist upon is that the client has an acceptable use policy in place and that the employees have consciously and willingly signed said policies. So whether they remember it or not, they have at least been informed in no uncertain terms that, you know, they are being spied upon. And usually I recommend when it comes to policies that they have some verbiage to the tune of you will only use business resources for business purposes. Now, where that gets <laughs> troublesome sometimes is companies like to allow a, and I quote, reasonable amount of personal use. Can you see what's wrong with that? <laughs> yeah. Who decides what's reasonable? What's reasonable? I don't know. I think eight hours a day is perfectly reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that's... <laughs> That's something that, you know, I try to, again, raise a, a little bit of awareness. And it's something I've been working with, too, at the hospital, trying to, um, you know, get, get them to improve their policies and tune them down a bit and just say, like, no, we really shouldn't be doing this. You know, you shouldn't be allowing personal use. Everyone's got cell phones these days. You want to get your email and do personal, you know, communications? Use your cell phone. Don't set up your Ashley Madison profile using your work address and your work computer. There's just no need for that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, you know, and 
I talking about the remote workplace, uh, I have lots of clients who want to work from home and they'll say, I want the VPN set up on my home computer. And I'll tell them, I say, okay, here's the deal. If we set up VPN on your computer, that means you're getting ready to give me full control over your computer. I got to put my tools on there. Everything you do, I'm going to monitor. I'm going to filter. I'm going to know everything that you do on your home computer. Do you really want that? Most of the time they say no. <laughs> but sometimes do you get anyone who says like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I still get people that say, yeah, I don't care. And uh, I'm like, okay. I mean, everything that you do on your computer can be can be captured by by your employer you know i worked at a uh, a financial institution back in well from 2003 to 2008 uh, we were doing institutional sales trading and research and and we were regulated from uh you were not allowed to make statements like um it's, this is a sure thing. This is a guaranteed deal. This, I promise that you'll make money. Those oh, yeah. things are illegal. Yeah, those things are illegal to say. Uh, but at that time, we didn't have access to the filtering stuff that we have now. So we were actually using uh, legitimate spyware on computers searching for phrases, you know, that because we had to capture their chats. And at that time, IM was insane. You know, there was, it, we were actually using AOL Messenger. And so we were capturing all those MSN, AOL, you know, every chat program, we were capturing those and capturing their emails to regulate them to make sure that they weren't saying things that they weren't supposed to say. But that same software uh, we can pick up keystrokes. We can pick up, you know, if somebody's typing, we'd pick up their keystrokes. They're typing in a password, you know, everything that they did, however long they looked at something, it was completely captured. We uh, told them. Curious. What, what, was that Spectre or what were you using back then? It was Spectre. It was. Spectre. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, I couldn't remember the name of it. I was, I was trying, I was racking my brain, but then you said it and that, that was exactly it. <laughs> yep. I remember that. Uh, I don't know what they, what they're called now. They, they changed their name and I thought it became Spectre 360, but that's the um, that's the uh, Hewlett Packard um, uh, <laughs> laptop, foldable laptop. So I don't think that's it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, it's um, no, it's like oh, yeah. it's, it's well, Spector. That's right. It's Spector, as in in. Yeah. Spector. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Yep. And uh, it looks like. Yeah. No, Spector Soft. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now known as Ver oh Variato. Okay, that's right. They changed their name, and this was in fact the same software used by Roger Ailes and company uh, talked about in the article. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you know, and so many times I come across issues that people are trying to fix what fix technology, and it's not a technology issue. Yes. Uh, I mean, do you encounter that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's well, it's a people issue, you know, like why, yeah. why are we allowed? Well, we want to monitor people. And so I was like, how's about you just tell them don't do this or you're fired. 
And I have yeah. so many times where like there will be one problem employee and rather than just saying something to the employee, discipline them, writing them up, having HR do their freaking jobs, management would prefer that IT come in and do some really extraordinarily silly things to try to, you know, curb this behavior. And yeah, so it's often a lot of technology, quote unquote, technology problems are just people problems, not technology problems at all. So, so let's say that you, you, let's say that you ran a company like you do and your, your number one, or not necessarily your number one, you've got a team and one of the guys who's been with you from the very beginning, help you start the company you suspect that he might be getting ready to leave the company. You know, he's done some things like cleaned out his office. You know, he's taken time off. Uh, What would you do if you suspected an employee who you liked and respected and wanted to stay at your company? What would you do if you had that information? I would ask, (laughs) at that point, being reactive, assuming that, you know, it was already too late to go back in time and make sure that things are going well, I would reach out and just say, Hey, how are things going? <laughs> and start a conversation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that seems like a very logical choice for me as well, but mm-hmm. people don't want to do that. They're like, Hey, we need to have access to his email. We want to see what he's doing and talking about. We need to have access to his private email because I think he's getting ready to leave. I'm like, the right thing to do, go talk to this guy. If you care about him and if you care about your company and you care about, you know, hey, Peter, I'm seeing indicators that, that you're not happy here and, and that bothers me. And, and it may be too late, but can we talk? I mean, <laughs> you know, just like you said. <laughs> yeah, communication it's is really so important, man. I mean, it, it really is. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I just, I can't say enough about that. I mean, and you know, like, and then I'm sure if they, if they ask like, so why, you know, what brings this up and say, well, because, you know, I've noticed this and this and this, and uh, hopefully it's not like, well, I've been reading your email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it, you know, if you wanted to salvage the relationship, by informing them that they know what they've been talking about is not the way to do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends. So like, it's, you, but you identified like, you know, concerning behavior. Oh, your, your, you know, office is cleaned up, taking a lot of time off, etc. Sounds like maybe he's getting ready to leave, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, and medical, medical students, you know, going, going back to, the, the spying on stuff and on employees, medical students, even nurses, um, I don't know how far down, nurses and doctors I know for sure, uh, spend time with ethical training, you know, talking about what are the ethics of their profession and how do they uh, keep this information secure, and, you know, and then they're so far, they're even further regulated by HIPAA, which kind of grabs us too, but... Yep. So, it, and to me, I think yeah. it's, if you have to teach ethics, it's too late. You know, this is something that should have been instilled since childhood. 
and um you know that's that's all there is to it so yep anyways that's that's all that's we i had about that did you have any more talking about the, this topic <laughs> no no thank you forrest gump that's all i have to say about about that <laughs> that's about all i have to say about that yes but we had a couple of other issues. That was our main topic. But um, we, uh, we kind of went around. We did talk about the first world problem with my Tesla repair, which unfortunately is still a first world problem because oh, man. he did replace the visor, uh, but, but he said he needed payment for that. And I said, uh, no, never said anything about payment. That was supposed to be covered because that's a defect in the manufacturing that allows the seat to crush the visor. <laughs> so I, I politely said, no, I was told that that was not going to be a chargeable thing. That was just added on. Um, so there was that. But also, he did not replace the screen because apparently, and again, friend of the show, Scott Wilsey will confirm this, uh, there have been issues getting the replacement visors because Tesla is still waiting for them to be manufactured. Well, I'm sorry, not visors, screens, screens. screens. Mm -hmm. Well, the screen that he sent is the exact same one that I already have, and these are the ones with the known defects. So he could go ahead and replace it, but it just means that the same problem is gonna come back again. Yeah, once it's out of warranty. Yeah, exactly. Well, luckily, that's going to be for a few years. But uh, essentially, he said, you know, they get them very infrequently, and they're waiting for more to be manufactured. So once they do, they'll be back in touch. So <sighs> are, you, are you sure he was just, just was getting cold and decided, this? I don't want to do yeah, this? It's nice and warm outside. <laughs> yeah uh, in boston it will get cold this is not cold believe me <laughs> oh brother so yeah um so i'm i'm still with a slightly yellowed display luckily it's not affecting usability so i'm not terribly worried about that but uh mm -hmm. anyway no, no little, little disappointment there but you know what in the grand scheme of things that's kind of minor yeah yeah so I saw that you have a nifty in there. I do. Thanks to a conversation on Twitter that was spawned by um, another podcast uh, that uh, Scott Wilsey and I released. Um, the, uh, we, we were talking about a bunch of different things. It was, it was, it was, a, it was actually it was an episode of Not Speeding in Reverse. I realize it's been so infrequent that we've uh, released those. I forget about it. Um, but the latest episode of the Not Speeding in Reverse podcast, we talked about a few different things. And uh, we got on the topic of silence and meditation and books and audio books. And I've been on a book buying binge over the last few months because, uh, you know, one for just general knowledge uh, but another for yoga, for part of my yoga teacher training, I've had to buy several books. Or have I? Because one of my new friends on Twitter said, I just use Hoopla and my local library. And I had completely forgotten about that. Um, I have a HooplaDigital.com account, and I have a Boston Public Library account. And when you put those together, uh, you get to basically buy, you know, like lots of, I mean, sorry, borrow thousands and thousands and thousands of books absolutely free. And these are like electronic books, but they also have 
uh, audiobooks and there's musical albums and movies. So my nifty is hoopladigital.com and your local public library. So I don't know how many libraries are part of this, but uh, the Boston Public Library, which is open to anyone in Massachusetts, Massachusetts residents, such as myself, is one of those things. And um, so I've been checking up on that and saving a little money um, and not giving it to Jeff Bezos because I think he's got enough right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, they have that at the, um, at the Tennessee libraries as well. And I was thinking it wasn't Hoopla though. It was another company, but maybe they changed names. Um, I'll have to look it up and I'll, and I'll add it to the show notes. Uh, but the, the public library here has that. Uh, that's actually how I read all of the Harry Potter books on my Kindle. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But, but by uh, the public library, right? That's right. Yeah. So it didn't, I mean, it cost me tax dollars, but it didn't uh, cost me anything extra. Yep. Yeah, exactly. But that's, that's my point is like, you know, okay, it's not really free, but it's already paid for. Yeah. So you may as well get yeah. your money. <laughs> the book's in your library. You might as well read it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, yep. Well, there you go. Um, yeah, so that's my nifty. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a decent reader app. Um, I've read a lot of comic books via Hoopla Digital. And the comic book reader is pretty nice. It's got one um, mode when you're reading it where it will go panel by panel, which is pretty cool. So it'll like take the panel that you're reading and it'll blow that up to full screen on an iOS device anyway. Um, so that's pretty slick. So I like that. Well, cool. Yeah. I don't read much in the way of comic books. Um, mm -hmm. I just never, never got the bug. You know, mm -hmm. some people like really love them. Oh, I'm a big comic book fan going back from when I was a kid. I don't remember the first comic book I bought. Um, it probably was a Spider-Man. And um, I don't know if I still have it. I do still have thousands and thousands of comic books in my basement. And one of my projects some cold winter is to just sit down and start going through and, in, you know, uh, inventorying them all. So, uh, but, um, yeah. So that's, um, that's, that's one of my nifties. Another uh, first world problem, though, that we were going to touch on was um, basement insulation. Mm -hmm. Now, you may recall, and this touches back on the business side of things, because you and I have spent a lot of time on marketing, okay? Um, mm -hmm. And the old idea is that, you know, if you position yourself properly and you market yourself properly and, you know, stuff that you can overcome objections and get business that your competitors would normally have gotten. So along those lines, I reached out to, um, I looked around on Home Advisor, which uh, I think we've, we may have touched on this, how they, they purchased Angie's List, I think, last year. I used to be... Yeah, and Angie's List subscriber. I would pay for, you know, the, the 10 bucks a year or something membership. And then I noticed on HomeAdvisor, I was getting pretty much the same exact service and it was free. <laughs> so I stopped paying for Angie's List and, um, yeah. and I just use HomeAdvisor and I get the exact same service. 
So um, I did some looking around for some reviews and um, I got some uh, reviews and recommendations for a uh, foam insulation project to do my basement because my basement is very cold. And because of physics, um, that means that my first floor is cold. So the heat isn't all that regular. Now I did have my windows all replaced um, earlier this year and that has made a huge difference. Um, but that doesn't stop my kitchen floor and my, you know, first floor from getting cold. And again, because like, you know, because of conduction and convection, cold is going to move throughout the house. And um, essentially it's like a chimney. So, you know, if there's cold in the bottom, the heat wants to rise, it wants to go somewhere. So if you can make the basement a little warmer, uh, everything eventually gets a little warmer. So I reached out to home advisor and I said, send me, send me some quotes, you know, recommend me some insulators. And they did. They sent me three pros got in touch with me. Now, one of them sent a, an autoresponder and they were the first one. So like, and this was 11 days ago. Um, they've got an A plus rating from Better Business Bureau, best of 2016 home advisor, best of the house service 2017. So they said, thank you for contacting us. This is an automatic email to acknowledge you. You know, please feel, but please feel to reply to it. There are no bots on our end. We'll be in touch with you in 24 hours unless it's a weekend. If it's a weekend, we'll be in touch on Monday, blah, blah, blah. I responded two days later, just checking. Do you have any availability next week to set up a visit? Never got a response. No bots or people. No bots or people. <laughs> the next one, I got a call saying, hi, this is so-and-so from, you know, the other uh, person, the other company out of uh, New Hampshire. And, um, you know, just wanted to confirm and you know, get a little information of the project. And I said, yes, um, gave her information. We set up an appointment and she said, okay, now before, uh, you know, our, your engineer, technician, whatever um, comes over, um, you know, I'm going to send you a packet of information in the mail ahead of time. So, you know, please review it. And then if you have any questions when he arrives, you can go over it. Um, and then I got a third, I got a text message from a third person. So that was the sequence of events. Um, now the third person actually set up the visit for yesterday and the second person came today as in order of response times. Right. Um, so first guy showed up yesterday and he said, I'll get you your quote tomorrow. And I said, okay, that's fine. And then the third or second guy, whatever, you know, the other guy came today as, as planned and said, I'll get you a quote this afternoon. Now, as it happens, they both sent me their quotes within minutes of each other, which I think is pretty funny. <laughs> so one of them sent, uh, you know, so both of them sent about, about two hours ago. So I got the, the first quote from the guy who was here today and to redo the insulation, the basement, he quoted me $3,825 and 36 cents. And Wait. that is a 1.5 inch thick, um, you know, insulation spray and thermal barrier. Um, both of them, you know, will have me like, I have to move all my stuff in the basement. So it'll basically like gather everything towards the center and, you know, give them enough of a perimeter that they can work around the edges. Um, you know, so I'm going to probably have to move crap for about an hour or so, making, you know, space out of them, move it upstairs while they do their thing. And both of them have told me I have to, like, vacate the premises while they're there. But the first one who was here said that I could be up on the third floor while they're doing that. So, okay, fine. Um, so $3,800 for the first one. And then the second quote comes in. 
for three inch thick with an R rating of 21 uh, insulation all around and plugging all the gaps between the foundation and the floor joists, $1,575, less, less than 50% of the other, um, the other, uh, the other quote for as far as I am able to tell the same service. So both of them have, you know, a handful of reviews on, um, on home advisor. Um, not, uh, you know, neither of them is like, you know, like 5 million reviews or anything like that. But given that, who would you go with? Uh, you know, I would definitely go with the cheaper dude as long oh, as, uh, oh, the other thing. sorry, the cheaper dude, too? Yeah. the more expensive dude. I asked, what's your time frame? He said, we'd be, if we, if you called me on Monday, we'll be booking in first week of February. I asked the cheaper guy. I said, what's your schedule? He said, second is my first open slot. Yeah. Well, throughout January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, the only thing that I can think of it, you know, is that the, the cheaper person is new to the business and doesn't know how much they should actually charge or they're really, really hungry for business. Yep. And, um, or, you know, the other thing too, is that the other guy could be, you know, he may have gone to some marketing school and, uh, may, they may have, uh, in, injected a little bit of ego into his britches. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that, is that, is that how well, you get down there? <laughs> yeah. Get, get ego into your britches. Yeah. Well, you know, and it also may be, uh, from, you know, basic supply and demand, he is in big demand, so he, you know, threw a bigger number up there with the thought of, you know, I'm not going to do this unless they pay me stupid money for it, and you didn't pay him stupid money, so <laughs> he, he didn't get it. Exactly. That's that's exactly it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, uh, I, I will definitely take a month lead time. I mean, essentially, I'm, like, not – having to go through a cold January if I go with the cheaper guy who again got similar if not identical reviews actually now that I think about it he he had he had all five star reviews verified on home advisor and the other one came out with like a 4.65 okay so my decision is made and and none of them shared the same last name with him right Nah, no, no, yours. Not there. They did not do the last name. So, well, great. Well, sounds like we're gonna wrap it up here and um, head off. I know the rest of the world is heading off right now, getting ready for Christmas. It is. It's about that time. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas <laughs> to everybody who's celebrating that. And um, mm -hmm. you know, that's not your chosen holiday. Uh, you have my understanding and respect. Uh, that is the, the most, uh, the closest one that uh, resonates with me. So uh, we'll be celebrating that, you know, probably uh, visiting family with a low-key quiet Christmas. And uh, wherever you are, whatever you choose to be celebrating or doing uh, over the next uh, week or two, I hope that you, dear listener, have a happy, safe, peaceful uh, holiday season and new year. Yep. I agree. Nah, I guess it's time to hit the big red well, button. It is, except we're using Zoom. There's, there's no big. Oh red yeah, there's no big red button. Oh yeah. man, I just, uh, I guess it's time to click on leave meeting. <laughs> <laughs>
That just doesn't sound as good. <laughs> we got to go back to Skype next time. Hit the yellow it's, leave meeting. It's yeah. just not the same as having a big red button. So, anyway, <laughs> you want to tell folks how they can get a hold of us if uh, they have any questions or feedback? Yes, we would love to hear your feedback and uh, even some, you know, Christmas family craziness, healthy craziness, not unhealthy. Uh, you can reach us at www.blurringthelinespodcast.com. We have a contact us form. You fill that form out. It's uh, very easy. It's uh, it, in, in an email. will go to Peter and me simultaneously, and uh, we will be glad to get back to you. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, Adam, my friend, it has been a pleasure as we wrap up this year, as always. Thank you. God bless. And uh, if we don't record next week just because of the holiday stuff, have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks. You do the same. To contact either us or our guests, visit BlurringTheLinesPodcast.com. If you like what you're hearing, do us a solid and subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review in iTunes, Google Play Store, or wherever you found us.